I'm Jonathan Capehart, and welcome to Capehart. If you were a black student at a predominantly white college or university like I was, the new spooky drama called Master by Mariama Diallo will resonate. Sure, there's a little bit of horror in the movie, a la Get Out, and the supernatural, a la Lovecraft Country, but it's the microaggressions faced by the characters played by Regina Hall, Amber Gray, and Zoe Renee that really are the scary parts. In this conversation, first recorded on March 23rd for Washington Post Live, Zoe Renee and Mariama Diallo talk about the film, how their personal experiences shape their respective roles, and how a key piece of advice in the movie reflects real life. You have to push through because that is the world, and the world is hard, and it's unfair. And I think Jasmine, up until that point, had not uh, taken that as truth yet, that you have to push through these moments that are terrifying and scary and traumatic. Master is streaming on Amazon Prime and, in full disclosure, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos separately owns The Washington Post. We've got so much to talk about because this movie, and I love how you call it a a spooky drama. It's not really a horror movie. I think spooky drama is perfect because it's less the spooky parts than like the microaggressions and things that make it so intense. But Mariama, let me start with you. Um, You drew inspiration for masks from your college experience at Yale. Tell us where the title from the movie came from. So uh, while I was a student at Yale, there was still this position title of master, um, which I believe in 2016 was uh, renamed. Um, But we all had masters. And um, several years after graduating, I ran into the master of my residential college out and about in New York City. And I greeted him by name very enthusiastically and uh, was suddenly struck in that moment by the bizarreness of that title and how strange it was that this was something that I had held on to and had normalized within myself for so long. The film started to come to me shortly thereafter. And let's talk more about the uh, spooky drama, uh, the way you talk talk about it instead of a horror film. Talk more about that. Well, you know, I think that so much of uh, the story of Master is about the characters and is about their dramatic journey and um, and following them as they, you know, as they experience life that horror while being at the core of the story is not the defining feature. So it, it felt important to me when I was first describing it to really let people know that that this is a story with a strong dramatic spine that's primarily concerned about the characters and their inner lives. Well, and speaking of the characters, you consider Ancaster, which is um, the, the college, the university, to be the film's primary antagonist. How so? I do. You know, I think that over the course of the film, you definitely see um, certain human antagonists emerge. But what I really see and perceive as the puppet master pulling the strings and forcing all of the characters into situations that distort their behavior is the institution of Ancaster itself. That was something that with uh, Charlotte Hornsby, who's our DP, I really wanted to try to bring in the sense of Ancaster as a presence and as a character. 
Oh yeah, it 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 is there, and it wasn't until I was preparing for this that I re- and and I saw your your comments about Ancaster. It's like, oh yeah, no, no, Ancaster is totally a character in this. One more question for you, Mariama, before I I, I go to Zoe. Uh, audiences recognize Regina Hall from other movies she's been in, Girls Trip and and Black Monday, but she famously appeared uh, in the comedic Scary Movie. Uh, those films as the character Brenda was car- was casting her in your film a subtle nod to Brenda. Well, um, it actually was not, but that is a such an iconic role, and I saw that movie in theaters when it came out. So you know, I think that might have been my introduction to Regina, um, and she's definitely been this you know, this great and this talent that has existed in my imagination for so long, um, starting with that film. So it definitely is part of the journey, you know, to Gail in Master. But it was really um, her role in Support the Girls that um, that kind of helped me see all of the different things that she was trying and all of the ways that she was, you know, really challenging and stretching herself as a performer that made me start thinking about her for the role. Mm-hmm. All right, Zoe, your character is Jasmine. We see her arrive on campus, nervous like every freshman, wondering what's happening, but so excited to be there, um, all bubbly and bright and everything, trying to make friends. But then you find, or, or Jasmine finds herself isolated uh, on the predominantly white campus. Explain what it's like um, for her to navigate Ancaster College. You know, I think it's a culture shock in a lot of ways. Uh, Jasmine has anticipated this moment for her entire life. She's dreamed of going to this school. And I think, you know, her first vision of what her first day at college would be like, her first party, her first, you know, dorm room hangout are, are, are a little bit different than she expected. And so I think those expectations walking into the, to the, onto campus are, are definitely, um, they are knocked on their feet a little bit. I'm trying to remember, there was that one scene, was it when she walks into the room, her roommate has all these people in the room and Jasmine's being peppered with all these questions. Some of them are stereotypical. Folks are kind of looking at Jasmine like, who are you? Did you go to a, a predominantly white college or university? And two, if so, um, did you have a personal experience in that that you brought to that that particular scene yeah well the first red flag for me and jasmine walking into the room is that there are maybe five people with their outside clothes on on my bed shoes yes. and all it was just oh i'm still heated i literally fight over that entire thing so it was not hard to connect at all um, walking into a dorm room and seeing that and acting like I was the weird one or the one out of place. Um, but anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um, I, I, I grew up in a predominantly white uh, neighborhood. So, you know, these these different microaggressions that Jasmine runs into were definitely not things that were uncommon for me or weird to see. They were things that I definitely pushed away and didn't necessarily process or want to really think about. But I think that was the beauty of Master and being able to shoot it is that I was able to pick through everything that I have um, experienced and that friends have experienced and family has experienced that that we never really talked about or 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 uh, sat with. Um, and I think you know through the preparation that Mariama and I did creating Jasmine, 
I, I was able to do that. And so it was hard, but it definitely, it definitely allowed me to open up those wounds and be like, you weren't wrong and you weren't weird for, for thinking this was weird. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely relate to Jasmine a lot on that front. Okay, I would just like to sort of apologize for my over-exuberant reaction, but when I saw that scene, the very first thing I thought of was, what are they doing on her bed? Exactly. <laughs> Who are those people on her bed? Exactly. Who in their, what kind of home training is that, that you sit on somebody else's bed? It provokes a lot of ire. It definitely does. So, Zoe, there's another scene. It's scary where um, Jasmine is, is in the shower, the lights are flickering on and off and they go off. She goes out, um, I, what I assume is, is the front by the sinks, and she finds this note. And mm -hmm. it's a note that says, tells her to stop leaving her hair in the sink with clumps of hair there and then saying it's disgusting. Now, mm -hmm. on the surface, it seems like a rather regular, normal complaint. Don't leave your hair in the sink. But it has that extra tinge, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I remember shooting that scene and it felt, it, so many different scenes in this movie were so interesting to, to shoot. But that scene in particular, I think was, it, it was such a vulnerable place to be, you know, the topic of hair being discussed at all. And, you know, certain spaces can be very touchy. And I think that that moment where I'm pulling Jasmine is pulling the hair out of the comb and how vulnerable and isolating it must feel to have slipped, slipped up and left something somewhere and someone calls you out that harshly and leaves a note and leaves the hair. It's just such a, I don't know, it's such a petty thing. It's, 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 it was a hard one to shoot because I can't imagine being in that place and feeling already like my hair is a bit of a problem. Having someone passively confront um, Jasmine, I think is just such a terrible place to be in. So Mariama, I mean, there are so many of these microaggressions that are in this movie. And I'm gonna have to go back and watch it a second time um, with an even finer eye because that's why they're called microaggressions. You, you might not see them the first time. Talk about how, not the ones you put in, but the ones you decided not to put in to dramatize this story. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, in writing the film and trying to balance the horror, um, the supernatural horror, and then the horror of the characters' experiences, I, I had to be very delicate. And there's a version of this film that could have had twice as many microaggressions um, which might have even been more true to my experience. And like you said, these are things that can be, you know, they're they're small in a certain level. And um, if you're not on the receiving end, especially, uh, they're easy to overlook. Um, but but when you are on the receiving end and you're feeling them, at times it can be like they're coming a mile a minute. Um, and so I wanted to create an experience for the viewer where they're really able to enter into Jasmine's experience and Gail's experience. But I also didn't want to completely overwhelm the audience with, with what can feel like an onslaught. So it was a delicate balance. And then you also get the kind of weird 
complicated situation where, you know, there's a certain kind of viewer who's a naysayer and will, you know, suggest that you're, you know, you're, you're beating them over the head when actually you're just showing a reality. So you kind of have to be very, very delicate with, with how, how to give out the information. I, I'm writing down the word onslaught before I forget it because I understand what you're saying, but as, well, certainly as an African-American and certainly as one who went to a predominantly white college, I found the microaggressions that I was watching were the scariest part of the movie. Forget about the the, the hand that comes out from under the bed, not to give anything away. Um, that was scary, but it was it was the scenes, you know, at the house party that that Jasmine goes to, where I found myself tightening up because you're the only black person in a party full of white people. Any minute now, the n bomb's gonna come flying from somewhere. You just know it, and it happens. There are so many instances instances like that. You know, Mariama, you said something um, uh, at Sundance about this movie. You said one of the themes of Master is, quote, looking and being looked at. I would love for each of you to talk about what that means um, in terms of this movie, in terms of, well, let me go to, um, uh, I almost called you Jasmine. Let me go to Zoe first. Um, what did it mean uh, to play Jasmine at a place where it it's looking but being looked at? I think that that phrase, which I love so much, it can be perfectly um, shown at the house party. Uh, Jasmine walks into a lot of different scenarios and experiences and situations where she's just wanting to kind of be a part. She just wants to be in it. She wants to experience it with the other kids. And I think she becomes the experience and that's the part that's so isolating and it, it takes her out of, of of the fun of what college is supposed to be about it's supposed to be you in, in the in the world for the first time you know with new peers and different situations and i think uh that's one of the most heartbreaking and scary um like you said parts of master to me is that it it really is uh unfortunately jasmine becoming the experience for for these different students and um it's tragic to see. I also know that it can feel like that sometimes. And, and that's, that's the hard part. I think that's what I, you know, hope audience sees and feels um, when they watch is that it, it, it is an isolating experience, but it's also a true one and it happens. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and Mary Amit, since, uh, Mary Amit, since you, you went to Yale, clearly that was one of the, looking and being looked at at Yale and then bringing that to Ancaster College in, in Master is a big piece of what you were trying to do. Yeah, um, absolutely. There's the, I think of the scene where Jasmine um, is on a tour. She's kind of following behind a tour group and um, also without giving too much away, they end up at her bedroom observing her sleeping you know within this nightmare scenario and one of the parents on the tour asks you know what's that and the tour guide says oh that's a black student sleeping and that's you know both horrific and a little bit darkly comic to me about what that experience of being a black person on a campus like that can feel like 
so much of the way that your identity can be exploited and um, and and used for you know for the image of diversity that the school would like to project um, without really creating a real space for the student themselves. And so I think that you know over the course of the film we see Gail certainly come to the realization that her image is being used to to the university's favor uh without you know without any care for herself and 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 what she looks and what she sees and what she discovers helps her come to that conclusion right i mean there's gail who plays the the master um yes. uh at ancaster college there's jasmine uh, who is the the new bubbly freshman until which time she no longer is and then there's Liv, um, the character Liv, who I don't know why it took me so long to figure out where that storyline was going. Um, but, you know, Master is about identity. Um, that's one of the storylines here. Um, Mariama, talk about why the Liv character, why you decided to put her in, because you could have told this story without her. Yeah, you know, Liv is a very special, very funny in some ways character to me. And I think that despite some of her shortcomings and failings, there's a lot that that I think I understand and make sense about her. And I'm I'm gonna tread a little bit carefully so that I don't necessarily spoil too much about uh, some turns that come, but at the root of it, I really do think that Liv is a character who understands how race operates within the institution of Ancaster uh, a lot better than Gail or Jasmine and is willing to participate on that level in a way that Jasmine resists and, and Gail does as well. And so, you know, it's it's something that I've seen myself and, it, and it's, uh, you know, the 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 way that a space can place a demand on an individual to capitalize, you know, on their identity and sell it in a certain way and and maneuver and use it because it's identity existing at a very superficial level. And once you realize that, if you're willing to go there, then there is a way to trade an identity in in the ways that I think that we see live do. Right. And um I'm I'm usually the worst defender of giving things away, so I am trying really hard not to. But there's something you just said where I'm like, well, of course, Liv is able to see things much more clearly than Gail and Zoe because um, I'm sorry, Zoe, Jasmine, because okay. well, just because. Um, <laughs> there is something else about about. Um, Liv and Gail and and Jasmine and their three experiences on this campus, um, being women of color, being looked at while also looking, um, and then at the same time, the particularly the white faculty members who are there and sort of, I I, I don't know. Gail has this big title. And yet they talk to her and treat her as if, well, that she's not. She's, it's like she's not, she's not part of them. Am I getting this right? 
Yeah, that's certainly what I feel as well. I think that, um, you know, that's for Gail and for Jasmine, but in this instance for Gail, you know, she's yearning for acceptance and to be welcomed into the institution. Uh, I, the way that I like to think of it is, you know, she, she thinks she's getting a seat at the table and she realizes that she's been sitting at the kids' table all along. You know, Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, uh, uh, Zoe, there was a, um, um, when talking about live, this is what the question I wanted to ask you because, um, Jasmine gets into it with live over a paper, I think about, about the scarlet, but yeah, the scarlet letter and, mm -hmm. uh, -huh, and they're having a conversation about race and it's there. I'm sitting there thinking, well, why is like Liv is so like so pro black and pro everything that and poor 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 Jasmine is just trying to it's like let's have this conversation. She just just doesn't want to do it. Um in, in filming that in filming that scene, what was running through your head? You know, I th I think Mariama did such a great job at at walking us into each scene and kind of helping us with what happened before and why is Jasmine, you know, so upset about the reaction to, to the paper that she wrote? Um, I think at this point, Jasmine is just ready for all the work that she's done and how she's prepared for college and her college experience to be noticed and to be, you know, rewarded, really, or just at least treated fairly. And I think that, um, you know, we, we start to see Jasmine become a little bit more frustrated and more frustrated because it's not being noticed. She's also having a hard time finding what Liv is looking for. Uh, Liv says one of my favorite lines um, in the movie, which is just because you don't see it, it doesn't mean that it's not there, you know? And that to me is what Master really is about. And it's, you know, it's this really weird thing that you can't necessarily touch. And when you explain, you, you don't know if it's really valid because maybe it doesn't sound that crazy. You know, we talked about, you know, the kids laying on my bed. And if I told that to someone else, maybe it wouldn't sound, you know, like someone disrespected me, but in a way they did. It, just because you can't see it doesn't mean uh, that it's not there. So I think that we start to see Jasmine pick up on, you know, some some weirdness, you know, to live and what what is she really about and why is she picking on me so much? I thought I might mm -hmm. have an ally in that sense. Uh, and I think Jasmine in that scene is, is starting to notice that maybe she does it. You know, we talked so much about Jasmine and how bubbly and everything she was when she arrived on campus. I completely forgot that we have a clip from that scene. So let's watch it. We got a live one. <laughs> Barely after that flight. Last name, first name? More. Jasmine. All right, you are in room. Guys, she got the room. Should we tell her? What's wrong? Welcome to Ancaster. 
I don't know. As soon as I saw that scene, I was like, oh, God, <laughs> what, what's going to happen? But we're not even going to talk about the significance of the uh, of the room or anything, because that gets into what the, what the whole movie is about. Um, we've got about five minutes or so left. And I want to get each of you to talk about one thing that Gail, Regina Hall characters, Gail, says to to Zoe's character, Jasmine, where she says, um, it's not ghosts. It's not supernatural. It's America, and it's everywhere. Um, Mariama, you unpack that first from your vantage point. You know, I really love that moment between Gail and Jasmine because on a certain level, they're speaking at cross purposes. And Jasmine is, you know, with, with all of her strength, really appealing to Gail and reaching out to her to to help her and from a literal haunting in Jasmine's eyes. And like you said, Gail responds, you know, it's not ghosts, it's not supernatural, it's America, which is a true enough statement, but also very, you know, sadly resigned. And I think not the message that Jasmine needed to hear in that moment. But I think that that's the reality that Gail has lived. That's what life has shown her. And accepting that, you know, wearily, but accepting it nevertheless is what Gail sees as part of the path forward, that Jasmine just needs to come to terms with this and accept it and, and push her way through the institution. And that's one way of, of looking at things, but I don't think that it can be or should be the only way. Uh, so so it's, a, it's quite a tragic moment. Well, it seems to me there is also uh, in that, and I I, I, I I agree with your assessment, but as we watch through the movie, she hasn't really accepted it as it pertains to her role as in this new role as master. Um, but uh, uh, Zoe, your, your reaction to either as Zoe or as your character Jasmine to the, the statement that Gail makes, which is it's not ghosts, it's not supernatural, it's America and it's everywhere. Yeah, it's, you know, like Mariama said, it's tragic. It, it's, you hear um, Gail speaking to probably herself. You know, you hear Gail speaking to herself, her younger self, herself now. Um, it, it's the idea that you just have to push through. You have to push through because that is the world and the world is hard and it's unfair. And I think Jasmine up until that point had not, uh, taken that as truth yet, that you have to push through these moments that are terrifying and scary and traumatic. Um, I think, you know, if when you watch the scene, you'll see that Jasmine was pretty set on not returning, that it wasn't working, that this was not the place that she wanted to be in. And those feelings, her gut, her intuition was speaking loudly. And I think, um, you know, one of the things I love about Master as well is that we're looking at a few different generations and, and how things would be handled and what we would tolerate and what we would not. And I think that we see two, two different generations, uh, one having a really firm idea of what they do not want to walk back into, and another one having a really firm idea of how much you can push through. And, 
and you know, you tolerate because there's gonna be a moment where you'll show them all and you'll prove it to them that you were worth it. Um, and while both belong, I think that, you know, there, we were speaking very, very uh, interesting, interesting um, narratives, narratives there. And I think that uh, mm -hmm. it's a tragic scene, but I also think that, you know, it's one of those ones you look back and, and you say, wow, the intuition of Jasmine saying, I probably should leave. And then also some trauma from Gail saying, no, push through. I had to do it. You will do it and it'll be worth it. You know, it reminds me of when my mother sat me down at probably age 13 or 14 to have that conversation with me about, you know, what's going to happen as I get older between, you know, me and my next door neighbor best friend, Skip, and how as we get older, the system's going to move like that. And it was painful. I was screaming, crying, everything. 40 years later, I see what mom's talking about. Writer and director Mariama Diallo, actress Zoe Renee, we are out of time, but thank you very much for coming to Capehart on Washington Post Live. The name of their movie is Master on Amazon Prime. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Capehart. It's produced by Julie Deppenbrock. We'll have new episodes for you every Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Capehart. You can find me on Twitter at CapehartJ. 